You're listening to the Digital Void Podcast, where we explore digital culture, media, technology, and memes, featuring critical and empowering conversations with experts at the forefront of our digital moment. My name is Josh Chapdelaine, and my co-host is Dr. Jamie Cohen. What happens when a generation grows up developing parasocial relationships with influencers? It's a topic that has been explored at length in the last several years. Studies concluded Generation Z would rather be YouTubers than historic aspirational careers like an astronaut. The usage is supported by data, too. It shows that more than 90% of Gen Z has a YouTube account. In actuality, that number is approaching 100%. But how does the aspiration of being an influencer creep into everyday life? From the mundane acts of getting ready in the morning, to leaving the house, to trips to a coffee shop, today, Jamie and I explore a concept called influencer creep. Earlier this month, Jamie was interviewed for a digital fairy article titled Vlog Like Nobody's Watching, and today we unpack it. Zara is the influencer Jamie refers to when he walks us through the sample in the beginning of our conversation. We provide a link to Zara's vlog in the show notes. Before we begin, please make sure to follow the Digital Void podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review on your favorite platform and share this episode with a friend. Now, here's this week's episode about influencer creep. Jamie, really looking forward to diving into influencer creep with you today. Let's take a deeper dive into what's happening with Zara here. Zara's style of vlogging harkens back to the early days of YouTube when the banal was easily broadcast and monetization was not necessarily at the forefront. What is happening in Zara's blogs? Zara's material and videos like harken back to like an earlier, more banal time of YouTube. It's it's really interesting to see someone create nothing. You know, she's basically creating diary content to put online and she's being very much in the space of just trying to express herself through her daily day. And it, it reminds me a lot of like the very early days of YouTube. In the very earliest times of YouTube, people were uploading pretty much everything to the site. YouTube was just one of the many video sites that were out there. So people were uploading old VHS content, camcorder content. I mean, there's no real cell phone footage at the time, but there was tiny bits of like viral grainy footage, a lot of material stolen from cable networks. And the whole entire site was basically just a mix of video stuff. But then very early on, people appeared who were using the site differently than many of the other video sites out there. And I think this is what makes YouTube YouTube and eventually what makes TikTok TikTok is that these people used it to leave diary notes for each other. So an early example I like to always use is like Tyler Oakley, because in his very, very earliest videos, he was just making diary content to his friends that he missed as he went to college. And it wasn't monetized. It wasn't meant for viewing. It was meant for just a few people to talk to him. So he's basically leaving video notes for each other. But then very, very quickly, YouTube turned into a media system. And one of the biggest shifts, I think, in media history is when YouTube became a space for people to talk to an audience. What happened was in the Tyler Oakley saga here. In his seventh video, he recognized that people were watching. He was getting more views than just the few he sent it to. And that's where you switched personalities. And that's where the influencer culture comes from today, or the creator economy, where people were talking to their camera, direct eye content. And by speaking to them, they were speaking to one person. 
but those one person can be millions of people. And it felt very personal. It felt very much like you were comfortable with them. For you, you found your likeness or your fandom in some of these creators because they felt like comfortable to you. They felt like they, you knew them as a friend. You didn't see them as a producer. Over the next decade, the influencer culture basically dictates what we call now internet culture. It is a culture that is developed by thousands of people online that push a lot of what their content is into the mainstream. And, and the mainstream basically is our commodified culture. What do we buy? What are we influenced to get? Then post-pandemic, I think a lot changed. The pandemic made everybody into producers. They made us into video makers. And so with Zara's material, you get to see something very interesting. It's a video about nothing. In many of Zara's videos, she's just telling you about her day, putting together her bed, going to work, going to do things. But what's interesting, and you read it critically, is you get to watch Zara set up a camera, edit the footage, build the content, put it online. There's a lot of labor that goes into doing this. So it's not just doing nothing because she's doing something. She's being a video producer. So that's to me is very interesting because I think it plays along the idea of the trend of wanting to show off who you are and be authentic online. But also you're a producer, you're a video producer, and you're using the ability to make or create content in a space that's harkens back to a more utopian time, a time where it was less likely to be dealt with by bullies or trolls or advertising or whatever. It's just this space where people like Zara can create content for content's sake that people like to enjoy. So you touch on a lot of important points, but let's ground ourselves first. What is influencer creep and why is it important to be critical and aware of? So Zara's content also like makes us think a little bit about what Sophie Bishop writes in Real Life Mag called influencer creep. The idea where self-documentation, self-branding are now part of how we work. And what that means is like no matter what field you work, in, you kind of have this urge to make content, like this urge to be online. And I think that Zara's content's a bit different than Influencer Creep, but I think it has a lot to do with that compulsion, that feeling. And so to explain Influencer Creep, uh, Sophie Bishop describes it as this way. If the phrase, quote, mission creep describes how a campaign's objectives gradually expand until they entail unanticipated and boundless commitment, we might likewise call the expansion of micro-celebrity practice Influencer Creep both for how influencing creeps into more forms of work and how it creeps into further into the lives of workers. The mark of influencer creep is an on-edge feeling that you have not done enough for social media platforms, that you can be more on trend, more authentic, more responsive, always more. Sophie brings up a really good point about what it feels like to feel like you're not doing enough for what you do. I have several colleagues and several friends who make content. They make vlogs, they, they do educational content and edu talk or book talk. And they're not influencers per se, but they're expanding their ability to be seen in a space where their professionalism has limitations, whether it be textual, whether it be visual, whatever it is, these pieces give a new version of their work translated for a TikTok or YouTube audience. And that to me is very neat, but it's not everyday life content. Brooke Aaron Duffy writes for Salon, influencer culture is everywhere, even in academia. And so that happens to academics as well, because it feels like you are su stuck behind the ivory tower. And you know, Josh, you and I have been doing Digital Void forever to break that idea down, that we're going to share this knowledge with the public. The public should be having access to some of the more uh, esoteric academic material. But so does TikTok. TikTok is that translation system. It's a little different than what Kate Fowler writes about in Digiverse, vlog like nobody's watching, where we're talking a lot about Zara and the people who make content of nothing, the banal, the everydayness of everyday life. I think that's something that's unique and interesting that's far different than a lot of the influencer creep that comes from the compulsion to create content, even when you don't have to. So I was asked by Kate Fowler of the Digi Fairy, digitalfairy.co.uk, 
the Digiverse, about what it means to create this type of content of nothingness, to just create content. And, you know, there's two different feelings I have about it, which is one, I think that you can't really be, I'm pretty blunt here, I don't think you could be authentic online. I don't think that's a space for authentic performance of self. What that means to me is it kind of throws back to the idea of Irving Goffman, the presentation of self in everyday life. We're performers. We perform when we're in front of people. I'm performing now. We perform when we're teaching. We perform when we're online. Is that authentic? I mean, that's a discussion you could just have pretty much forever. But my way of seeing it is because we use TikTok and we use YouTube, those are already pre-commodified spaces, a, a space where the platform operates because it is an advertising system. However, one thing that I think isn't really discussed enough was the idea that maybe we are not looking far enough into the content. When I mean looking further into the content, I mean, don't just stop at the video. Look at the comment section, because unlike a lot of influencer content that appears all over the internet, this type of content, the genre of nothingness, has tons of positive comments. People who feel like they're feeling comfortable around this producer, feeling like they bonded with them in some way. In many ways, a lot of people use these types of contents as a type of ASMR. Hearing the bed sheets crumple or hearing uh, window curtains drop or walking or just standing on a beach in this pleasant music is a way of feeling calm because someone else is being calm around you. Read into that how you will. But what I find most important is that the communication between the creator and the commenters is part of the content itself. And platforms like TikTok, I think, are pretty interesting because TikTok allows users to remix the content and participate in the comment section like a media factory would. So TikTok itself, these videos, when we're launching like the content of nothingness or the content of banal, they're not just the video. They are also the comment section. So it's really a multimedia experience that I think is very liberating and beautiful. That's something we couldn't really experience on content before. And while we've always made this mention, I mean, this goes all the way back to participatory media back in the mid 2000s. This is really the media is encapsulated as a holistic piece of content. It is the video and the comments together that make it what it is. And to me, I find that beautiful. I think there's space in there to cohere community. I think there's places of collective organization. I think there's places of helping each other out or making somebody feel better about their day. I think one of the most important parts is that post-COVID, I think there's been a rise in a feeling of loneliness and disenfranchisement. And many of these people who create these content, feel like they're helping, feel like they're helping each other out, feel like they're part of a community, even when they don't know each other. And the comment section allows them to connect to each other in a way that hasn't happened in previous video setting. Yes. And we would love to hear from all of you who tune in every week. If you would like to chime in to anything that we discussed on this or previous episodes, or if you have an idea for a future Digital Void podcast, please feel free to reach out. Jamie, thanks so much for taking the time and look forward to returning next week. Once again, to follow along with everything we discussed in today's episode, you can visit the show notes. We'll be back next week.